Welcome to Legacy Fundraising Chat, where I talk about everything legacy-related to help you as a fundraiser generate more interest amongst your supporters in legacy giving. I'm your host, Sunita Gudu, founder of Persuasion and a legacy marketer, providing consultancy training, coaching and interim support to charities of all sizes. You may have heard me talk about legacy events as my second favourite and successful way of generating new legacy inquiries and stewarding pledges. My first being telemarketing because of its high return on investment, ease of setting up, measurable and clearly very adaptable. Do listen back to episode three where I talked to Ben Supple at QTS Telemarketing Agency on how to run a successful legacy telephone campaign. Having planned and coordinated and presented at over 100 legacy events, and at the time of recording this, it's probably more like 110, there's lots that I have learned about not only in-person events, but the virtual kind. Guest numbers from 15 to 20 is my preference, as it gives an opportunity to speak to most attendees and remember their names. But that said, I have organised events with 100 attendees, and they have worked just as well. Because this is just a huge topic, I have written an ebook on legacy events, which is free to download from my website. Though to help you, I've designed it as a workbook so you can jot down your ideas and thoughts as you're going along. I'll add a link in the show notes. In this episode, we are going to cover audience. Who is it for? What are the different types of legacy events that you could put on and decide which one is right for your charity? Content. What should or could you include in your event? Materials, what do you need to have there? Following up and how to follow up with attendees. And finally, how to evaluate your event. So the first one, audience. Who is it that you're trying to reach and why? Is the event to generate new legacy inquiries? And why do you want to put on an event? If it's your first time, do you just want to test this? Because you've heard people like me encourage charities to host events as a way of bringing supporters closer to your cause. Or maybe you want to thank your volunteers and donors, or perhaps you want to steward your legacy pledges. How should you invite your audience? This would largely depend on what channels and data permissions you have. If the audience is not used to receiving communications from you or hasn't heard from you in a while, you might want to get in contact with them to introduce yourself first. There are a number of ways that you can contact your audience. You could send them a survey asking if they're interested in receiving an update about your work or ask them to register their interest in attending an event. You could do this in the form of a newsletter or a telephone call. Traditionally, a postal invite is the method most well received as there is something special about receiving an official invite to an exclusive event. And let's face it, your event is exclusive as you won't be inviting everyone. The question you might be asking yourself, but will anyone come? The statistics say yes. If all the other elements are right, essentially, the more connected your audiences feel to your cause, the stronger their propensity to want to come. The same goes for their legacy intentions. Generally, if your audience are the charity's volunteers, you can expect around 50% attendance. 20% for pledges and 10% for warm donors and inquirers. So types of events. I will drill through all the different types of events you could host, but I understand the event that you decide to go with will largely be determined by your budget. So in-person events. You could do a coffee morning, typically between 10 and 11am, 
probably the cheapest option, as you'll only be providing tea and cake. And in turn, you could give the impression that you are being frugal with your charity's money. It means that your guests can make plans for lunch and afternoon, as they are no doubt busy people. Lunchtime events, typically between 12 and 2. Lunch options can vary from a buffet light lunch or a sit-down lunch. Either way, there is cost per head you'll need to consider. Afternoon tea, 2 to 4. You can do this simply or as extravagantly as you like. It's cheaper just to provide tea, sandwiches and cakes if you are not hiring an external venue. With external venues, costs can vary significantly, depending on the prestige of the venue, as well as its location and layout. And an evening event, typically between 6 and 9pm. This is probably the least favoured amongst the older audience. I would encourage you to avoid evening events unless you can be confident that your guests are working during the day are keen to support your cause, and you can organise transport. A note about venue location, go where your audience is, no matter what stunning backdrop of a castle you've been offered. If it is more than a 45-minute drive, that's on a straight run, and doesn't have good public transport links, chances are your audience won't come. Another important thing about venue is that free and wheelchair-accessible parking really matters. So virtual legacy events. The biggest thing to determine is whether your audience is IT savvy. Have you been communicating with them via email or social media? If so, it may have become part of a new norm for you and them. Attention spans tend to be shorter during online events than they are in-person events, so you want to keep your running time to under 45 minutes. There are natural advantages to running virtual events now over in-person, providing you and your audience have mastered the tech is that you can have more people attending and invite supporters nationally as well as globally. It's cheaper for the charity and supporter. Some of the downsides are you can't build one-to-one relationships. And as we've all probably experienced by now, it does not matter how many IT tests you do. You cannot guarantee that something won't go technically wrong. And lastly, hybrid events. This is essentially an in-person event with a virtual online element. A hybrid event integrates the technology so the live and the online audience experience the same thing at the same time. If you have an audience that would favour this, it would certainly ensure you reach more people. You may decide that you want to film the in-person event and create an online event from this. Again, another way of recycling the event content and perhaps a follow-up with those that are unable to attend the live event. These can be quite pricey events to run. As you can imagine, the sinking isn't easy. But if you have budget, have done your research, and you're confident that you can bring people to this type of event, then do consider doing a hybrid event. So let's move on to content. The quality of the event content is fundamental. Get this right, and you could achieve a 30 to 50% legacy inquiry conversion rate, if that's your goal. Think carefully. What would your supporters want to know about how their support makes a difference. List all the ways that a supporter can help you. So you'll cover everything from running a coffee morning to leaving a legacy. And does your cause have a strong heritage? If so, it's a good idea to include your charity's longevity through the decades to build trust with your supporter, as they will want to know that the charity is here to stay. Choose your speakers wisely. Ideally, you want to have your charity's service delivery staff giving updates as well as volunteers talking about their experiences. Legacy pledges are a nice to have, but aren't likely to affect your legacy inquiry conversion rate. 
if you are able to find a pledge you're willing to present. There's more about this in my ebook. Some materials. As well as having all the charity leaflets, including legacy ones, you'll want to make sure you can follow up with attendees, especially where people have brought a guest. So have keeping and touch cards with contact details and the relevant permissions. On to the follow-up and the stewardship. Ideally, you want to be following up within three days of the event to make sure that the attendees remember you as much as you remember them. I would also recommend calling them first. So what are you asking them on this follow-up? Ask for their feedback about the event, what they liked. If you didn't get a chance to talk to them at the event, ask them about their motivations to want to support you. Make a note of all these conversations you have on your fundraising dataits or your CRM system, which will make it easier for you or whoever picks up the baton in the relationship with the donor. Evaluate your event. You'll naturally want to reflect on how the event went, what was outstanding, what you'd change for next time, and what the supporter said in terms of their feedback. Be sure to add what your initial objectives were and whether the event met these. Add statistics such as the number of people that were invited, the number of people that RSVP'd and the actual attendance on the day. It's good to know what the dropout rate was, which will help you with future event planning. Note, there are always so many factors outside of your control that will affect attendance rates, such as extreme weathers, transport, traffic issues and general illnesses. Be sure to finish your evaluation with what your recommendations are for your next event. So that, my listener, is all for this episode on how to plan an in-person or virtual legacy event. I hope that has given you lots of knowledge and support should you be looking at planning your first legacy event or simply wanted some more ideas on how to refresh your events program. As I mentioned, you can download my ebook on legacy events via my website. Thank you so much for listening to Legacy Fundraising Chat, brought to you by Persuasion, a consultancy training and coaching organisation helping fundraisers just like you. Thank you also for everything that you do for your cause in the charity sector, making it an inspiring place to work. I'm your host, Sunita Gudu, championing your legacy fundraising efforts.